We've got coaching news, player news, and coaching rumors to talk about only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Why not? We have some fun over there. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Happy Monday. Hope you all had a, I mean, if you celebrate Christmas, hope you had a Merry Christmas. If you don't, hope you had a great weekend. That's where we are. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Sports.com, where you can find all my written work. Getting right into it, we're going to talk about the coaching news that happened this week because, I mean, hey, we've got Christian Robinson not coming back. And Christian Robinson, of course, spent four seasons at Florida. He was here from 2018, um, which is annoying. That is like three years, but 2018, 19, 19, 20, 2021, and then 21, I mean, is over here now. So, yay, the 21-22 year. Is done for the Florida Gators. Christian Robinson not coming back. He took over as the defensive play caller after Todd Grantham got fired. Of course, before that, he was strictly the linebackers coach. And then Todd Grantham got fired this year. And Christian Robinson took over. It was his first time being a defensive play caller. It uh, it went pretty hit or miss. But everyone on the staff was told pretty early on into the Billy Napier era, after Billy Napier got announced as the head coach, that, hey, Yank coming back. It was pretty, pretty quick that they were all told that they were like, hey, enjoy the bowl game, enjoy whatever. Yang coming back here or enjoy Florida State win, maybe get a bowl game. But you're done. Uh Christian Robinson was the only coach that hadn't been given his uh his notice yet as to whether or not he would be retained on staff. It was kind of a take it day by day thing, make the decision after the bowl game. And he was working on a bit of a trial, but ultimately new Gators head coach Billy Napier decided not to retain him. So the entire previous staff is out. Uh, I, I want to say that Central Florida played a role in it, that the defense just wasn't great. You know, they got beat by reverses twice for huge plays and just gave up a wide open touchdown after one of the turnovers. It, it was it was rough. Um I'll, I'll say that Christian Robinson, he didn't have a great game against Central Florida, or he didn't coach a great game against Central Florida. The first half was pretty solid. I get the second half, the defense was tired, but schematically also just Florida didn't look good in the second half. The next big coaching news that came out was that William Piegler has been hired as the tight ends coach for the Florida Gators. William Piegler was, of course, the Michigan State running backs coach last year. Um, he, he played a huge part in recruiting Heisman candidate Kenneth Walker the third to Michigan State from Wake Forest when he transferred so William Peeglers we know a good recruiter we know he's a good transfer portal recruiter which is big for Florida because he's gonna need some transfer portal help this year most likely he is the new tight ends coach of course he was with Billy Napier at Louisiana in a variety of off-field roles really uh so this is going to be his first really on-field role with Billy Napier. He is, of course, the tight ends coach after being a running backs coach. And, I mean, I, I'm I'm insanely excited for the William Piegler hire because for the past week or so, he was like a rumored name that people wanted to talk about and people connected to the Florida Gators and Billy Napier as a potential add-on. Uh, I didn't think it would happen, really, because Jabar Luke is the running backs coach. And I was like, what? like, you know, he's a running backs coach. 
maybe we won't bring Piegler over because his on-field role, running backs coach. Um, but no, he's coming over as a tight ends coach here. Going to be a little interesting. Uh, we know he's a very good recruiter. But, I mean, I, I have a friend that works on Michigan State's uh, coaching staff, and he texted me pretty much immediately after the William Piegler news hit that um, he said, quote, <laughs> Florida got a good one in William Piegler. And that, that, that's the whole time. That was the only – he didn't say hi, none of that. Just he sent me, Florida got a good one in William Piegler. So I'm insanely excited, or I was insanely excited before then, and then I got that text, and I was like, this is – let's go I'm, I'm excited because he's again very well regarded and respected as a recruiter and i i can't wait to see him in gainesville because i think he's in a clean house if we're being honest marcus castro walker also got hired he's the new director of player engagement and nil and i love that so much because the florida gators i mean i'm in florida as a university yet again has proven that they will be a leader in the NIL space. They'll be very active. You know, we've, we've got the Gator Collective, and I believe that there are uh, that there are universities that have kind of followed that path. But to my knowledge, Florida was the first university to have something like the Gator Collective. And Marcus Castro Walker, he he's going to play a part in it. You know, Billy Napier is playing a part in the NIL stuff. All of this NIL work and social media work, Florida is putting an insane amount of attention on and it's huge because they're going to keep adding staff and improving their social media presence improve, improving their nil presence and they're going to keep getting more recruits because of that so play, playing chess not checkers with these hires here and i i again i am so excited i cannot wait for them have y'all tried built bar puffs built bar is the best protein bar on the market and it really ain't close if you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like me, you don't want to know what I ate this Christmas weekend because I had to go to two houses to celebrate, and I got to go to another one tonight, so that's what we're doing. That is no longer a problem. Built Bar is your low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and most importantly, high-fiber solution. You can even enjoy Built Bar if you're keto. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, one five to get 15% off of your next order at built or builtbar.com. Make sure to check out the ultimate college football preview 2021 local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff started this past Friday. And believe me, you don't want to miss out. Now we're going to talk about some player news with Ventro Miller is the first name we're talking about. We've also got Justin Shorter and Jacob Copeland to talk about. But Ventro Miller is the first name to talk about because he's coming back for, I believe, his definitive final year of eligibility, which, by the way, I've spoken a lot about how I think these guys have no more eligibility and all that stuff. And and I don't know because eligibility is an insane thing in college football, especially with the transfer rules and and uh, and the, the COVID year and all that stuff. So Ventro Miller is someone who does have eligibility. He's coming back. Kamora Gamble has not made a decision yet, but he has another year of eligibility. He said... I have a final year of eligibility, and I have not decided yet what I'm going to do with it. So that's great. Ventura Miller announced that he's coming back for his sixth season as a Florida Gator. Again, we originally thought that this year would be his last year for two reasons. One, because he's likely going pro, and two, because we thought he was out of eligibility. But an injury kept him out for the huge majority of the season. Maybe he got a medical red shirt, um, and that's what got him, or a medical grievance, whatever it's called, where you're allowed to come back for another year because of injury. 
it's a huge get for this linebacking group because Tyron Hopper has really started coming into his own. Mahmoud Diabate is gone. That that's just he he's he's transferring. He's leaving. So Tyron Hopper coming into his own if he can stay on the field. Uh, Scooby Williams is is picking up. You know he's he got a little bit more playing time. I do think he needs to bulk up a little bit more, but but I think he's got a lot of potential. And you got plenty of youth here, including Shamar James, who recently committed to the Florida Gators. And I, I don't care who's in this linebacking group. I don't see a way in which Shamar James does not see pretty significant playing time early on in his career as a Florida Gator. So this linebacking group is the easily biggest weakness of the defense, second biggest weakness on or a top two biggest weakness on the team with offensive line. You, you pick your poison at that point. But Ventron Miller is coming back, veteran leadership, run-stopping ability. He's he's going to make some plays for us. He's going to be huge when he's on the field and when he's off the field. So excited about Ventron Miller. Next up is Justin Shorter is coming back. And Justin Shorter is someone who, you know, the first half of the year was he went ghost um, through no fault of his own. But he was ghost the first half of the year. Second half of the year, he really started to pick up, really started to get involved in this offense. And he got injured. In the uh, Gasparilla Bowl, after a bad pass, put him put him in harm's way, really. Um, you can watch the replay as many times as you want. It's a bad pass where he jumped and pretty much went into the defender. Um, got got knocked out and had to get stretched off. And it was ugly. He got released from the hospital uh, the next morning, I believe it was. And then on Christmas morning, he was like, hey, guess what? I'm coming back for one last ride. So Justin Shorter will be a Florida Gator next year. And, you know, he was getting draft buzz over the past month or so as a late-round pick, as a late-round wide receiver, because he's got the size, he's got solid speed, he's got the contested catchability, he, he's got the tools, he, he's got everything there. He just needs to put it together. So if he can put together another strong year, which I think he will in this system, because I think this system with Billy Napier is going to kind of, uh, is going to kind of emphasize his strengths, um, I, I think he could work his way into being a day two pick and he does the things that Florida Gators receivers who were blocking. Like, like he's one of the best blockers. If he were going to this draft, he'd be one of the best blocking receivers in the draft this year, maybe the best. So he's someone who he's going to get attention in the NFL. He's going to get drafted. I think at some point, assuming he stays healthy and remains productive. Uh, but I think this offense is really going to fit towards his needs and his skill set and make Justin Shorter look even better than he did look this year. He's got the ability to make contested catches. That's huge. He's got an insanely large catch radius. Like, like he's a big dude, and he's he's willing to put to lay his body out for that ball. So he's got an insanely large catch radius. His blocking ability is loved by all fans and coaches and players. So he's, he's going to be loved. He's going to be appreciated. And, I mean, Justin Shorter is going to be an NFL wide receiver. At some point, it's not really a matter of if – it's more a matter of when will he get drafted or where will he get drafted when he declares, which will be after next year now. Uh, but Justin Shorter, it, I mean, he's he's going to be big. And he's he's got size that NFL teams are going to love, so he'll be there. And the final player news to talk about, I mean, we, we could touch on Emory Jones very briefly, um, which I know a lot, of, a lot of Gators fans are so weird where you're like, ah, we hate him. And then once he's done – as a Gator, you're like, oh, we'll miss you, Emery. Hope nothing for the best for you. It's like, okay, um, I'll, I'll leave my stance on that there. But Jacob Copeland has announced, you know, he announced a while ago that he was transferring. He announced, I believe it was December uh, December 9th. 
He announced he was going to enter the transfer portal after the bowl game. He said, I don't know why people were confused that he was playing the bowl. Like people were like, oh, is he going to play? In his statement where he said he was transferring, he said, my final game as a Gator is coming up. And it was after the Florida State game. So we kind of knew this. But uh, yeah, Jacob Pilpin, he announced he was going to enter the transfer portal. And the expected outcome of that happened where Jacob Pilpin committed to Maryland. Uh, I believe it was on Christmas Eve, maybe Christmas Day. Uh, but he announced that he was going to Maryland. He was committing to Maryland. Again, he announced he was going to transfer. And pretty early, it was rumored that he'd head to Maryland. Um, I, I I genuinely don't know why exactly the rule. I didn't look too deep into why that would happen. It was just, I mean, it was what was, what was rumored by the Maryland analysts and insiders and all that stuff where they were like, hey, Jacob Goldman, this kid's coming to Maryland. Um, and I think it's a great fit for him because that offense, it's very uh, – very receiver friendly in the sense where it gets you the ball quick and then you get to make plays. And that's what Jacob Copeland wants because we've seen him make contested catches here. I, I You can not like him all you want. We've seen him make contested catches. You know, you could say he's a diva, premium or whatever you want to say. He's, he's a damn good receiver. He's very talented. So he's going to Maryland in an offense where it's a lot of slants and bubbles and all that stuff where it's very simple, very quick, and it lets your receivers make plays with the ball in their hands. And Jacob Copeland is going to thrive in that offense, I think. So I love it. I think it's a great fit for him to get those yards after catch. The opportunities are going to be uh, plenty in that offense. And Maryland has one of the best receiving groups in, I mean, one of the best receiving groups in college football right now. They're, they're top two in Ohio, in uh, the Big Ten between them and Ohio State. So th- they've got so much talent at receiver. They've got Tua Tungavailoa's little brother, Talia, is their quarterback. So they, they, they've got the talent and Jacob Copeland, I mean, we know. We know what his goal is. Get touches, put tape, put some bright spots on film, and get to the NFL. And I think Maryland's a very good spot for him to do that, and, and I'm happy for him. Um, despite everything that's happened, you know, he, he's an outspoken guy. That's that's fine. But Jacob Copeland, I mean, nothing but the best for you, man. Good luck. Anybody else make money this weekend? I know I did, actually. I, I'll tell you what. December 23rd? through recording heater right now i'll say that bet online i love you bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action obviously florida you've been killing me you know i said december 23rd but you know what was december 23rd Uh uh-huh you're getting me one last time for football this year Uh uh-huh i bet the over and i bet for you to cover and guess what happened you didn't cover you lost and you didn't hit the over you you couldn't even play bad enough defense to get me that if you're gonna lose the game Bet online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports for experts. Make sure to use promo code Locked On. That is L O C K E D. No space. O N. To wrap up today's show, we're going to take a look at some of the coaching rumors, two two coaches that are rumored here. So this segment's probably going to be a little bit shorter, but there are two coaches who have been rumored a lot over the past couple of days to become Florida Gators assistants. And honestly, by the time that this episode comes out, they might already have the job. I don't know if they're, because they're both NFL coaches, or both NFL assistants. Um, So I don't know if, I don't know if the plan is to wait for them to, uh, finish the season out 
maybe agree to a deal and announce it, but then like, hey, at the end of the season, they're coming over here. But first up, Rob Sale, the New York Giants offensive line coach. You know, Darnell Stapleton's already been named an offensive line coach. I'm not sure if Rob Sale will be named co-line coach, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, I, I think it's going to be similar to what Rob Sale was in Louisiana with Billy Napier, where uh, Rob Sale was in Louisiana with Billy Napier from 2018 to 2020. This is his first year, not with Louisiana, being the New York Giants offensive line coach. And then Billy Napier's like, hey, baby, come on back. Um, so we've we've talked extensively about Rob Sale uh, on Lockdown Gators. He was the offensive coordinator at Louisiana under Billy Napier for his first three years there. And I, I think that if Rob Sale's coming back, he's getting the offensive coordinator title. Uh, I'd, I mean, you're an NFL offensive line coach. The offensive line for the New York Giants has gotten better this year, so you're obviously doing your job pretty well. So you're an NFL offensive line coach. I don't know why you would leave to be a college offensive line coach again. I think that if you leave for a college job, it's to be an offensive coordinator or a head coach. And obviously, he can't take the head coach job, but I I, I could easily see Rob Sale coming in as the offensive coordinator for the Florida Gators. And I wouldn't have a problem with it at all because when you look at this team and this coaching staff and, and what we think is going to happen, you got Billy Napier who's going to run the ball and going to be pretty creative with it. And then you've got Rob Sale coming in who is obviously going to want to run. If you have an O-line coach, they almost always want to run the ball. Um, so Rob Sale as an offensive line coach, if he comes in as an offensive coordinator, he's going to want to run the ball. And he's gotten a lot of guys into the NFL. So if he comes in as an offensive line coach, transfer portal is going to be – Florida is going to be a transfer portal destination for offensive linemen. And even looking at recruiting-wise, you're going to want to come to Florida, especially if you have an NFL coach who's proven he can get guys into the NFL from Louisiana. Imagine getting the higher-ranked recruits you can get with the Florida Gators. So Rob Sale, I mean, he's someone I personally want, and I know I've spoken about it where I'm like, hey – I'm a Giants fan. I'm a Gators fan. So this is like taking from one team to give to another. But I'll, I'll, I, at Christmas, I was asked this question, you know, about Rob Sale. Is it true the Florida Gators might steal Rob Sale? It is true that the Florida Gators might steal Rob Sale. And, uh, and I was asked for my input on it. And it's very simple. Uh, yes, I'm a Gators fan. Yes, I'm a Giants fan. I'm a bigger Gators fan than I am a Giants fan. And also, I get paid to cover the Florida Gators. I don't get paid to cover the New York Giants. So I'm going to be happier. Yeah. If, if Rob sale comes to the Gators, cause it, it's, I think a great move for Florida. I like Florida more than I like New York or more than I like the Giants. Actually first statement's probably true. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I benefit more directly from the Rob sale hiring. So I would love it. And I, I think it'd be fantastic. And the next thing to talk about is Chris Rumpf, who is the bears defensive line coach, which I mean, the Bears, say what you will about the team, the front four is still tremendous. So he's the Bears defensive line coach. He was at Florida, actually, Chris Rump, from 2015 to 2017. He was a defensive line coach. And then in 2017, he was a defensive line coach slash co-defensive coordinator, which, similar to Rob Sale, I think if he comes to college, he will take that same role of co-defensive of a co-defensive coordinator and defensive line coach, especially because... When Patrick Tony got hired, it was, hey, co-defensive coordinator. Unless they change that to just straight-up defensive coordinator, I think Chris Rumpf gets the co-defensive coordinator and defensive line coach job. I, I just think that's – I think this is very easy to put together. Rumpf would, of course, be a welcome addition to the coaching staff. 
and again, I think co-defensive line coach and our co-defensive coordinator and defensive line coach. He's coached linebackers before. I see people mentioning maybe him taking Christian Robinson's spot as linebackers coach. Chris Rumpf has only coached outside linebackers. And when he's coached the outside linebackers position, it's usually been in the three, four, which are pass rushers. So Chris Rumpf is more of a defensive line coach than anything else. Don't try to put him as a linebacker coach. Also, Florida already has inside linebackers, outside linebackers, pretty solid. But don't don't put Chris Rumpf as the as a linebackers coach. Put him as a defensive line coach, especially when you've got guys like uh, like Javon Dexter is going to be here, and Prisium and Mealing will be considered as a defensive lineman because he's going to be that edge rushing spot in the four two five. Where defensive line, sure, there's going to be two down linemen, but there's there's four guys on the line of scrimmage playing defense there. So Chris Rumpf is going to be in charge of all of them. And I mean, look at, look at what Chicago has done this year. The defensive line has been dominant. So Chris Rump, who, by the way, if you don't know this, Chris Rump has a son who was a fourth round pick to the Chargers this past year out of Duke, Chris Rump the second, who I was a very big fan of coming out of college. So there's that, but Chris Rump, you know, he, he's done a fantastic job with NFL defensive linemen. He's going to get guys to the NFL as always. And I mean, I, I, again, I think it would be a fantastic hire and I think he recruits for himself. You know, you just gotta be like, Hey, I left an NFL job to come to Florida. We're doing something special here. Chris Rumpf and Rob Sill can both say that. So I mean, that's, that's easy money to me to make that hire happen. Thanks for making Lock Negators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Don't miss out tomorrow as we'll talk obviously more about this Florida Gators football team. Now make your second listen, Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling for Lockdown Gators. I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of WholeNineSports.com, where you can find all of my written work. That is W-H-O-L-E and I-N-E Sports, and I'll see you all tomorrow.